from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Some congratulations are in order. Duke football is bowl eligible. Back-to-back years, the Duke Blue Devils going bowling. And even more important than that, they have an identity. And it's not the one you'd think. Let's call a spade a spade. If you get outside the triangle, heck, in some places in the triangle. Uh, Duke is, like, if we just gave, you know, grabbed a random person from uh, Connecticut, Georgia, Nevada, just pick your place in the country, said Duke, they're probably thinking smart, uh, elitist, private, basketball school. Well, what about hard-nosed, physical, no-nonsense, Football team. How about it? Mike Elko has done the impossible and actually made that the identity of Duke football. Without having to clean the house. With Exactly. With, with in some cases, obviously there are some new players, but a lot of cases, the players that were already there. Riley Leonard was already on campus. Here's Mike Elko on becoming bowl eligible for the second straight year, which also happens to be just his second year leading the Duke Blue Devils. Here's Elko after the game. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I just, I think I've been, I've been thinking about this one the whole way up the stairs, like just grit. I, I think the only way we get that thing done is just grit. It's a togetherness. It's a, it's a stick-to-itiveness that we just kept playing, just kept trying to find ways, um, tried to find ways to unlock the offense and try to get our young quarterback in a rhythm. And, um, and then he gets a little bit settled in at the end and makes some big time throws that we needed. And, um, you know, fortunately, we get a couple penalties on that last drive, and we get it down, and then Todd Polino goes out there and drills it. And so um, just so proud of the fight of these guys. That's that's the biggest takeaway for me. So proud of the fight. Do you realize how difficult it is? And I'm not talking about just turning the program around, although that does make Mike Elko very attractive to schools that may need a turnaround. They've now beaten – Legitimate teams, power five teams with three different quarterbacks. They are the only team in power five football to win games this year with three different quarterbacks. Duke has now beaten two in-state ACC opponents, completing four and seven passes in those two games. Four passes in a game they won in the ACC, and then they did it again with a different quarterback completing seven passes in an ACC game to win it a couple weeks later. That is a team and a program that gets it. Grayson Loftus, their freshman quarterback that stepped into play play and start last night, uh, he was in over his head. That's no disrespect. He wasn't expecting to play. Right, He was a player that came in at best third on the depth chart with a guy who at times this year was seen as a first-round draft pick ahead of him. He was in over his head last night. Here's Mike Elko on what it takes to get a true freshman quarterback ready for his first start on a short week. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't ideal. Um, You don't really dial it up that way. You know, credit to him. I mean, he's been involved all year. He's been taking his reps serious. He's been preparing like this time was going to ultimately come. And, um, you know, we knew early when Henry went down, there was a chance this was going to have to happen. And, um, you know, and and, and it is. It's just a credit to Grayson and how hard he worked. And and certainly going to be a lot of things for him to clean up, but but went out there and managed the game the way we needed to and made some big-time throws in the fourth quarter. 
The win glosses over a lot for Grayson. 7 of 19, 86 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a lost fumble. And 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 right, he did make a couple big throws in the fourth quarter, give him credit for it, but up until then, there weren't many bright spots. Only targeting wide receiver Jalen Calhoun one time <laughs> throughout the entire game. That That's pretty impressive in itself. There were some, some dropsies going on out there, too, so it's not all on Grayson. But that passing game, it was very obvious early on they weren't going to be able to storm back from a large deficit. They weren't going to be able to win anything that even resembled a shootout. They weren't going to be in position where it could be an offense game. So the defense said, cool, I got it. Listen, we'll figure it out. You do your best, Grayson. We'll figure it out. That is so comforting for a coach to hear. You wonder what the fourth quarter defense for Duke looked like? These are the drives Wake Forest had in the fourth quarter. Fumble recovery, punt, punt, interception. As they were in making winning plays, as they needed to, at times, get points to win the game, the defense said, we'll give you as many chances as you need. And give Wake Forest credit. I mean, they were putting together sustainable drives all game. It just, for some reason, it felt like the fifth or sixth play of every drive, it'd be a quarterback keeper, and that's when disaster would happen for Mitch Griffiths. And, and... I mean, at one point in time, I was I was looking at it. Mitch wasn't playing great, but he was completing a high percentage, and, and I was just sitting there thinking, you know, I think experience, it's just – experience at quarterback is so drastic when it's this lopsided, right, with, with a, a guy like Grayson who probably up until a couple of weeks ago wasn't even taking serious reps in practice, let alone in games. And, and, and then Mitch had been the starter, and he'd lived life this year a little bit, kind of to the bench with an injury, back up, watched it, learned from it. I was like, it's just experience is too big. And then it flipped in the fourth. This is what I'm talking about when I say Mike Elko has changed the entire program for Duke. The offense was not going in a, a good direction, and nobody panicked. For years, when Duke football got down in the fourth, Okay. Yeah, no, we were close. We had fun. All right. Let's Hey, you know, this wasn't this wasn't as bad as some of the other losses. Instead, it was it was no. We'll get you the ball back. Be ready. We'll get you the ball back. Be ready. Hey, it only takes one. Hey, find that one, you know, nice post throw you have in your entire b- b- bag of tricks today, Grayson. You're going to throw for 86 yards, but 30 of them are going to be on one pass for a touchdown. That's what we need, and that's all we need. Coach Elko also talked about it in the post game. He said this should answer the question of can we bounce back from losses. Yeah, no one should ever question their fight. Yeah, no one should ever question Listen. their fight. And it's true. I mean, a disastrous fourth quarter against Florida State and a even more disastrous game against Louisville. And you throw in the equation, they store a true freshman quarterback. I was at the game last night, and I had to break the news to a couple of Duke fans. Like, hey, you know, not only Riley Leonard's not started, but Henry Beelan's not starting yep. either. And, and and no, like, I, did anyone expect – who questioned their fight? We questioned their production when they got smacked around in a shutout game by a team that I don't think is a defense that is worthy of many shutouts. We we questioned the production. We questioned the fight. We questioned what they could do without Riley Leonard and uh, when when uh, or without Riley Leonard being a hundred percent is a better way to put that. We questioned a lot. I don't know if we questioned their fight. Old Duke teams would have questioned their fight, but since Mike Elko has shown up, I haven't had any reasons to question their fight. Bowl eligibility for Duke is still an accomplishment. 
right? Let, let's remember where this program was four or five years ago. May, having a nine-win season last year doesn't mean it's like, all right, now we're above it. We're never going to be happy about anything again. You celebrate this. Is this the end of their goals? No. Did their goals get way out ahead of themselves earlier this year? Probably. But bowl eligibility in back-to-back years is an accomplishment. Heck, I covered uh, at a previous stop Virginia Tech when they had 27 consecutive bowl appearances, and, and I was there when that streak snapped. And and I can tell you right now, I was still rooting for them to make a bowl. Bowl eligibility is some measure of success. Consistency. It raises your floor. If you're making a bowl game every year, you're doing something right. That's not to say you're doing everything right. That's not to say there's no room for improvement. It's not to say your ceiling is being met. Give them credit. Three different quarter. They they have six wins. Three different quarterbacks got those wins. Two of them came with a total complete combined two wins, eleven completions. That's a team picking up uh, the players that need to be picked up. And it's funny you say your ceiling's not being met. It is being met in some way. But that was my next question to you: Is this Duke's ceiling? No. Now back to back seasons of bowl eligibility. Gosh, no, not at all. Um. I think their schedule was tough this year. I think the the like if Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt. I was just on the Adam Gold show, which airs before this one, earlier this hour, and and he he focused on fourth and sixteen against Notre Dame. Fourth and sixteen, Sam Hartman scrambles, he picks it up. That play right there, you change just that play, and I know you can't do this. It's like the back to the future thing, right? Yeah. You go back and change this play suddenly, you know, kids aren't being born. and Hop in the Melorium. Uh, yeah, exactly. But if you go back and just have that fourth and 16 be a 13-yard scramble by Sam Hartman and he gets tackled, one player stays home a little bit more, catches him from behind, who's to say that Duke's not undefeated at the moment? Right? Because Florida State, they were leading when Riley Leonard had to leave the game. Now imagine if Riley Leonard was healthy that entire game because if they if they tackle Sam Hartman on that fourth and 16, guess who doesn't get hurt on the ensuing drive? Riley Leonard, right? They're just taking knees. They're just, they're just handing it off and wasting the clock. It, it's, it's a sliding doors moment. Duke, if things break their way, can have a completely different season. They are not at their ceiling. But back-to-back bowl eligibility? Congratulations. Like, go back – like, it's, it's – um, Oh, what do they call it? The the veil of ignorance. The veil of ignorance is like you should write laws as if you uh, could go back to before you were born and you didn't know if you were going to be smart, if you were going to be successful. You didn't know if you were going to be tall, short. You didn't know if you were going to be uh, uh, born in this part of the country, that part of the country, this state, that state. Just assume like that's how you should think of it. Uh, how about that? Go back to two years ago when you, you haven't hired Mike Elko yet. If you say, you know what, over the next two years, you're going to have at minimum 15 wins and be bowl eligible twice. At minimum. Room for more. Still more games to play. At minimum, 15 wins over the next two years and bowl eligibility both years. Every single person signs up for that. That's why you celebrate. Congrats, Duke Blue Devils. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Frank Reich wants to win this week more than most weeks. Just about any other game on the schedule doesn't mean as much to him as this one does. We know that. We talked about it yesterday. We know it. He told us it. Here's Frank Reich earlier this week on This Week Meaning More because the Colts fired him. In this particular case, yeah, yeah it, it always means a little bit more. But it's not, for me, it's not, a, not more. For some people, when that happens, it may be means more in a vengeful way. I don't look at it like that. I don't look, I've never looked at it, you know. Motivated, yes. Highly motivated, yes. Um, but it's more... Yeah, it's just a different perspective. It's a different perspective, but um, it, it's both can be true. It's just another game, but it also, you know, you understand it's a different dynamic. I think both of those things can be true. I think he's he's got a little venge, vengefulness in him, vengeance in him. He's just not going to admit it. That's fine. It means more. But also from an X's and O standpoint, right? You can go back. Yesterday we talked about it on the show, how uh, obviously the – the anger from him exists. But familiarity with a team is a gift and a curse, right? Knowing everything there is to know about the other team or thinking they know everything there is to know about you is a gift and a curse. You can easily use it as insider knowledge to help you out, right? You can easily use, hey, this this cornerback, love is biting on the double move. I know that because I tried to coach it out of him for five years. Like, that is insider knowledge. That helps. But you can also easily get caught way too deep in it. You start getting to the, you know, the, they know that I like to do this on third down, so I'll do that on third down. But they'll assume that I'll counter with that on third down, so I'll be two steps ahead of them by doing this other thing on third down but they know that I like to use the other thing when they think I'm going to use that thing. So I'll counter that counter with this counter to their counter. And by the end, you're, you're, you're way too deep. And now uh, the play clock just expired. They don't know that I know. They know that I know that they know that we always on third down did this. But shouldn't there be a factor to that now that Freight Wright's no longer with the offense or is no longer calling the plays? Ding, 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 ding. Graham. Hits on it perfectly. Are you smarter than a sports producer? I think that actually gives the advantage to Frank Reich. Frank Reich isn't calling the offensive plays. Thomas Brown is. So so the, the Panthers get to benefit from Frank Reich knowing the ins and outs of the individual players on the Colts' defense, even if he doesn't know all of their scheme. But the, the Colts really don't get to benefit from knowing how Frank Reich likes to call a game because he's not calling a game. Granted, I'm sure he has some influence over Thomas Brown, but do you really want to bet any of your decision-making on, hey, I bet he has influence? I'll tell you how I'd handle it. If I were the Colts, if I were Frank Reich, I would have on Monday, or as early as you start prepping your actual game plan and play sheet, I would get together with Thomas Brown and tell him all of the basics that I know about the players on the Colts' defense as early as I could in the week. Monday morning, probably. 
And then I'd let Thomas Brown do what he wants with that. Because I wouldn't want to bog him down in details, right? I wouldn't want to be in the meeting room all week with every play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, what, what he loves to do is, is you know, bait you into throwing the, the deep post as he's playing Tampa 2. Next play. Oh, right, right, right. What I didn't tell you was uh, this guy loves to – no. Right? Monday morning, set aside an hour. Have your notebook in front of you. Call Thomas Brown in and say, all right, Thomas, uh, DeForest Buckner, absolute beast, monster, huge. He'll get greedy chasing a sack on third and medium. You can get him with a draw. Okay, take a note. What else you got? Quiddy Pay, uh, good, but he, but he, and I'm making these up. He gets lazy on contain when the ball goes the other way. Might be susceptible to a reverse or a counter action or a keeper. Again, do with this what you will, Thomas Brown. You're the play caller, but I want you to have the benefit of the fact that I coached these guys for five years. I'm not sure the Colts get any of that advantage over Frank Reich now that he's not the play caller. If he was, then guess what would happen? You would have had uh, uh, you know, anyone on that offense, Michael Pittman, any of the offensive line, go to the defense and say, hey, man, you can predict Coach Reich. I don't know if you you know the, the other scouts would notice, but when you are in practice and games with them every year for years, you start to pick up on the tendencies, right? If he runs it twice, he's almost always going play action boot, like little things like that. But that doesn't apply anymore. Now that's all just information they have stored in their brain that is worthless because you don't know what Thomas Brown does. Thomas Brown, as far as being a play caller in the NFL, there is one game of tape out there, and it was last week against Houston. And Houston's defense is nothing like the Colts' defense. So even that isn't apples to apples, right? It's kumquats to bananas. It's not even apples to oranges. They're different shapes, right? It's, I don't know, apples to roofing shingles. It's really different. So, so I'm looking at this and saying the Colts don't have a ton of insider information on the Panthers. The Panthers do have kind of a double agent on the Colts but really just on individual tendencies. It's not on scheme or anything like that because obviously they changed it since Frank Reich left. And outside, going back to Frank Reich, outside the X's and O talk, don't we think it comes back to that? I mean, even mentioned that. Isn't this more of a game of let's go out there and win this for our coach? Win this one for me. And especially for the Carolina Panthers, I, I want to say there's some sort of swagger about them now that they finally have gotten the the the, the winless the, the winless streak off their shoulders. They are no longer defeated? Yeah, they're no longer defeated. No, I, I agree. I feel like this game comes at a perfect time, and there's plenty of motivational factors for it. It's To me, the, the biggest motivation is let's win this one for Coach. Let's win it for Frankie. Like This is one where after the game, if things go well, you, you win the game. Uh, this is one where Bryce Young grabs a game ball and interrupts Coach Frank Reich during the postgame speech where he's doing the little and win, and win, whatever his little, little chant there, there is at the end. And Bryce goes, Coach. This one's for you, and he hands him the game ball, right? And, and then you get it painted up, and you say, you know, revenge game and all those sorts of things because it does mean more. It is motivational. It is competitive. Frank Reich is a former athlete, right? He, this isn't a guy that came up, uh, you know, from ball boy to analytics nerd to assistant coach to coordinator to head coach. This is a guy that, that was with Boomer Esiason at Maryland being roommates and on the same Maryland team. I assume they competed in everything, 
Then he went to the NFL, backup quarterbacks always fighting for their chance. The first quarterback in Carolina Panthers history. And 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 on top of that, he now has the opportunity to go back and show the Colts what a mistake they made. Yeah. Use every bit of insider information you have, Coach. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.